You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. And now for your hosts, Nick Messer and Ben Miller. Hi, welcome back to the Fitness Lounge with your hosts, Nick. And Ben. And today we are going to be talking about embrace the negative if you want to get positive results. Before we get started in this episode, I just want to remind you, hey, if this is the first time that you've listened to us or you're just now joining us, make sure you pause the podcast real quick, hit the subscribe button because you definitely don't want to miss what we have coming up in the next few episodes. We like to try and build on the things that we've already released in the past. We want to continue to give you quality content, so we will keep building on what we have now. So if you want to keep learning, you want to get better, make sure you hit that subscribe button. All right, so what... What is a negative, right? We're not talking about negative emotions. We're not talking about, you know, negative qualities. This is actually probably the most overlooked portion in resistance training that you see for most people in the gym. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ben's butt doctor is a negative. <laughs> yes, it was. I had my colonoscopy yesterday, so that was... Uh... Don't mean to change the subject here, but that was a, an experience. First time, first time it happened, and um, the actual procedure itself wasn't bad. Um, but I do have some advice that when you're coming out of the anesthesia and you're waking up and you go to get dressed, if you feel like you got to pass gas, don't. <laughs> I might have pooped on the floor at the hospital, <laughs> standing up. Is, I, I don't know. I, you can't embarrass me. I, I got is, no shame in this. Is, but. is this a might have as in you're not sure, or might no, have as in I, kind of asterisk? I did, and it, I didn't get embarrassed by it. Actually, I was still kind of out of it. I just—I'm sure you're not the only one who's no, done that. I, I, I'm sure. I thought it was kind of funny though, because I'm like, I stood up out of the bed to get dressed, and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> I looked down, and there it is. I was, oh my how, god! How did it feel being able to eat afterwards? Oh though? my gosh! I went, so I counted up. I went 42 hours without eating any food. So it, eating afterwards was—it felt great to eat, but I ate way too much. I killed a whole pizza. I had ice cream sandwich. I went all out, like all bad and uh got to get late, on that carb backloading oh my be. God. <laughs> um and then afterwards i started feeling bad again because of how much i ate you know not eating anything for that long and cramming all that bad food in there wasn't a good idea i mean it tasted really good though but yeah that deprivation will definitely heighten the senses for sure that is for sure and it, the taste the, your taste buds you know like you're not eating anything like mm-hmm. i mean I had like a chip. I was like, man, this is the best Cool Ranch chip I've ever had. Yeah, it's just like being dehydrated. <laughs> Water becomes the best tasting thing. That too. In the world. I was in. Man, I was so thirsty because I didn't drink anything for about twelve hours, other than the, the magic drink that you have to drink. Yeah, but. yeah. I've heard that those things are disgusting. It was horrible. Yeah, I'm hoping I never have to go so, through that. But uh, you had good news coming out the back end. You were good. Yeah, well, everything's fine. Everything's good. So, good. Um, but that was my negative that was yesterday. Your, that yeah. was your negative. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so more specifically. Yes, to the other <laughs> negatives that we're talking about. More specifically, the when we talk about negatives, we're, we are talking about resistance training. We're specifically talking about the portion of a lift. 
Um, there's what you would call the positive portion and the negative portion. And the positive portion is when you are fighting gravity, yeah. pu pushing or pulling against the force of gravity, contracting a specific muscle. The negative is when you're allowing that to release. And so to get technical on this, there's the, the positive portion is properly termed the concentric contraction and the negative portion is termed the eccentric contraction. So to make sure we're factually accurate in the show, we're going to be referring to those as your concentric and eccentric for the rest of the show. So the, the concentric contraction again is when you are going to be firing off the muscle fibers to create a contraction. So let's say you're doing a bicep curl. That's the actual portion where you are bringing your hand closer to your body and you're contracting the bicep. As you release and you're allowing that bicep muscle or any muscle fibers to re-extend, that is going to be the eccentric contraction. Now it's not a stretch, it's a contraction because you're still fighting against the force of the resistance, the right. weight, the, the, the pulley, the, or body weight and gravity, could be any of those, okay? So why are, why are we getting into this episode about the, the negative portion? Because in a lift, a lift requires both contractions. Well, it happens. Yeah. It automatically. Yep. But Ben, which one do most people tend to focus on? The negative. And is that all of the lift or is that half of the lift? Half. So if you're only focusing on half the lift, you're only going to get half the results. Right. And actually, believe it or not, if you're not truly focusing on the negative, you're not even getting half the results simply because of the benefits of that. And that's why we want to bring this to your attention because if you've been having, we, we dropped the episode a while back on the stubborn muscles, mm -hmm. right? And we talked about different techniques that you can go through this. And we mentioned going into the negatives. We wanted to dive deeper because there's a lot of benefits to this that go beyond just breaking through a plateau. But this is probably one of the key components to breaking through a plateau. And everyone at some point, if they are doing resistance training, will hit the plateau yeah I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this because i uh when i learned about negatives when i was starting to work out that's all i focused on and like you said that's only half of what you're doing i didn't even think about the other part that was all focused on the negative most people most people don't and most people focus on on the positive so much because that's the strength that's the power yeah. that's yep. that's what people look for and you know oh i can bench press this or i can squat this and it's not okay well that's great but can you control it and that's exactly. really what the negative is is controlling the mm -hmm. weight and so by focusing on both the positive and the negative the concentric and the eccentric you're going to put that muscle under a longer time of tension right which is going to create a greater growth response because you're going to be able to damage the muscle fibers which causes the body to repair them and that's how you actually grow, grow. physically grow so all right there are a handful of benefits to the eccentric portion of the lift, and especially when you focus your training around these. Um, so we want to dive into these as kind of a bullet point. So first and foremost, eccentric contractions are allow you to handle more weight. So you are actually able to control more weight during the negative portion than you are in the positive portion when you're contracting against the, the force of that resistance. Right. Um, a lot of times you'll see people fatigue early when they're trying to fight that gravity, but they'll be able to resist against letting it back down a lot longer. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, you, you feel, 
I guess, you know, some listeners might not, like, like you know, that's why we're talking about this is think of it, you know, on your bench press, for example, then your negative is coming down, but mm-hmm. you're going really slow. You know, you're controlling that all the way down, and that that's uh, that's where we're going with this. I, I wanted to start start off by saying that. Yeah, and uh, using, the be- using the bench press analogy that, you know. That's probably the most popular one. Yeah, most common yeah. one. You What you'll typically see especially with guys is they'll push the weight up really fast and they drop it down to their chest. Sometimes they'll even bounce it off their chest and they're pushing it up, pushing it up, pushing it up. And they they're counting those reps. But if you really ask them to slow down and control it, they got to drop weight immediately, immediately because their muscle fibers are not fully recruiting. They're only using a certain portion. We talked about fast twitch and slow twitch before they're really only firing off with those fast twitch muscles and they're completely ignoring the slow twitch, which means they're, they're minimizing the optimization of their, their growth because they're, they're not, it's kind of like saying, you know, I want to, I want to move my house and five guys show up to move, but I'm only having two of them do work. The other three are just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for the butt doctor. So, (laughs) so, but you can go, you can move out of that house a lot faster if you utilize all five Everything's working. And so in order to do that, you have to intentionally approach your lift and your workout routine with the mindset that you're going to utilize all those muscle fibers. So, and you're, you're a little more stronger when you're doing the eccentric side. Correct. Yeah, it's, you're able to hold it a lot, lot longer. Yeah. Um, the the muscle I endurance. I wish I could hold it longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> so, um, the the next thing, the muscle damage that comes with the eccentric contraction, you actually will have. Um, a greater amount of the damage to the muscle fibers. So if you, let's break this down. If we were going to do concentric contractions only, so we're just pushing and then we're releasing the weight to drop back down to us Mm -hmm. in the bench press real fast and we're doing that, or we're having someone help us lift it off of us and then we slow control for four or five seconds down and then have them lift it off of us again. So there's no, there's no concentric portion. If you isolated those two, the one where you're controlling the weight down in the negative will actually create more muscle growth by itself right. than if you isolated with just the concentric contraction. Now, if you put both of them together, that's, 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 brutal. that's when the party starts. Man. And that's where we're trying to get everyone to go to. So we, we want to bring that attention very specifically to how you can start implementing this. Because not every move and in, in, in lift should implement negative focus squats one of those can you yes but it's not one area that you want to really focus on the negative that would be better for isolation movements if you're talking about going into legs and And this is is something that you don't want to do all the time either you kind of want to do it sparingly you know here and there something that's not a consistent you don't want to do negatives all the time Correct, yeah, and especially if you're doing negatives only. And in exactly. order, and I mean, really, yeah. in most places, to do negatives only, you need a spotter. For sure. Right? You're going to yeah. have to have that, but um, you can do a lot of negatives on machines by yourself. Right, because you can control that. So yeah. in, in your compound movements, your, your big lifts, your squats and stuff, I would recommend either using a spotter or maybe not focusing on the negatives and then wait till you get to the isolations. Right. Especially when you're getting used to this and you're just starting out to, of implementing the negatives into this. So another thing that uh, eccentric training will do is it actually strengthens the ligaments and tendons. So you're not just talking about strengthening the muscle fibers, but the ligaments and tendons around it. Which is just as important. That's correct. Because usually in order to properly do negative training, 
you have to do less weight than if you were just trying to rep out for strength training, if you will, where you're right. just fighting against it. So the actual force and um, friction on the joints and the pull on the ligaments and tendons is less because you're not having to put so much stress on them because of the actual weight. You're diverting all of that pressure and resistance into the muscle fiber, and that's where you're going to start really feeling the burn. Right. And that's when that I use, personally, I use the burn as my indicator. It's my check engine it's light. Working. But it's my positive check engine light. Yes. It says, hey, this is good. So the next thing is that it will actually improve the flexibility of the muscle itself, which will improve the flexibility of the joint that that muscle is assisting. So if you've been real tight because you've been training um, positive lifts so frequently, slow it down, be willing to bet if you even didn't implement stretching, you would probably start to see a difference in your mobility and flexibility. But if you did start to implement stretching on top of this, you're gonna see a drastic change. I can attest to that personally. Big time. You know, it's been a long time since I've even done negatives. I haven't done it in a while now thinking about it. I think I should probably throw that back in the mix. I saw it. I came in today in the gym. You were doing your, your 50, 50 rep, rep technique that we talked about before. Yeah. I, I, well, I was doing that at the end of every exercise, but that's 50 rep technique is something you don't want to do with this. Mm. <laughs> no. And so let me ask you this, though. In your opinion, having done the 50 rep technique and having done negatives, if you were just going to do, let's say, three or four sets and you're doing your last set with 50 reps, would you recommend doing your first few with negative implementation as well? And then switching yeah, you it know, up? I think I would try that. I mean, I've never done that, but thinking about it, yeah, I think that would probably be brutal. Actually. Tell you what, why don't, for our listeners, why don't you do a little test next week? I will. And I will. try that out and make... Do so I'll do negatives at the beginning and my last set, I'll do that 50 rep technique. Because yeah. I know with that 50 rep technique, you get a great pump, but... With the negatives and, you know, like you were saying about that burn and stuff, that yeah, that's interesting. Then we can post on our Instagram yeah. page a little bit about how you felt and what, what it yeah, was like we'll for that. you. Perfect. So we'll do, Ben is going to now be our, our test subject. <laughs> Just like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any other benefits that you can think of that you would put in for negative training? Yeah. I mean, you can get strength gain out of it. And uh, before the show, we were talking about the, if you if you hit a plateau, because we've talked about in other episodes as well, like that, that'd be a good thing to break it. Some, you know, because like everyone's going to level off at some point. They're going to hit a wall. It's going to, you got to try to figure out how to navigate through that or around it, however you want to word that. And uh, you also get a better uh, metabolic response out of it. Really? So you're going to be able to burn more fat during the actual work of it. And then, of course, if you're gaining size, as right, we mentioned, exactly. you're increasing your your engine base, mm -hmm. so your your resting metabolic rate is going to increase, which means it's easier to burn off and keep off body right. fat later on. And like we said earlier too, you, you can actually do more weight. You know, you can actually, for your, your negative, we'll go back to bench press again, for example. You know, so let's say your max is 225, you're, you're pressing your, your max bench press. You could probably put, I don't know, 240 on there, maybe even 250, it might even, it's gonna vary with everybody, but you can go over your one rep max to come on on that negative portion down, most you should be able to. Yeah, you won't may not be able to get it back you won't, up. Yeah, that's, point, and that's the point. That's the point of having a spotter. Slow, exactly. You know, to help get it back up, but do you could do more weight than your max coming down. That's exactly correct. And we were talking about this before the the show 
at some point in time, we both read that there was research putting an exact number on it that you're forty percent stronger. Now we're not going to endorse that. Right. That's accurate to this day. That might have changed with new research, but at least five or six years ago, when I heard it, that was the updated information that you're specifically you're forty percent stronger. I'm not telling you go out and test that no, numbers, I mean, especially not without a spotter. I'm sure you can do more weight. That number though is. Debatable, and it's I, I, it's also going to depend on you. As, yeah, as a form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's lots of it. things. Um, so drawbacks. There are going to be a few drawbacks to this that that you would notice. Um, first and foremost is you are more likely to experience what is referred to as DOMS, which is D-O-M-S, delayed onset muscle soreness. I've heard of that before. And that's usually where you're, you know, 24, 48 hours afterwards, you just get this just massive soreness in the muscle that you were training. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a bad thing. It can be, in some instances, a sign of overtraining the muscle, but usually that will... Uh, manifest itself sooner rather than later. So the whole point of the delayed onset is, let's say you train chest on Friday and you're like, oh, Saturday, hey, I'm fine. I must not have hit it all the time. Sunday it hits you. Second day. Or or even could be Monday. Right. Somewhere within that second or third day, it hits you like, my goodness. You're more likely to experience that with negative focus training. Um, And it doesn't necessarily mean that you overtrained. It just means that you activated that muscle more more on the eccentric side than it was used to. Another drawback for the people out there who like to measure their progress in specific numbers, so our strength trainers out there, negative training is a lot harder to measure progress in Mm -hmm. um, because you're not able to say, well, you know, I was able to control X amount of weight on my way down before it, you know, just crashed on my chest or whatever. It's not something where you can say I completed a motion against the force of gravity to full extension. Doing both. Correct. So this isn't something that you're doing to measure. This is something you're doing to improve, you know, muscle strength, size, stability, uh, endurance. This is more of a performance um, and health of the the muscle fiber as it is, you know, like I said, something that you can specifically measure tangibly. Right. So So some of the takeaways from today, uh, don't just focus on, like you said at the beginning, don't focus on just the negative. You want to do both, concentric and eccentric. That's important i mean yeah we're talking about the negative and what to do with it but you really need to focus on both a lot of times when you're meeting with a trainer um what they'll tell you is you want to take more time on your negative time wise yeah three four seconds and then your positive needs to be more explosive yes that you know so shorter time frame to complete because assumably the range of motion the distance that that weight is traveling is the same as it goes from top to bottom and then bottom back to top Mm -hmm. it should take less time to move that back to an extension away from the body or towards it depending on whatever your lift is yeah that positive should for most training types take one to two seconds now as we mentioned there can be some times of breaking through a plateau where you take intentionally longer on the positive right. where it's a slow controlled force against gravity but that is implementing something different as well but this is usually if you had to pick which one you're going to spend more time in you want to slow the negative down three right. four seconds is the given right. standard so on the bench press example it's three to four seconds down and then one to two seconds up correct and with a, with maybe a hold in the middle maybe not yeah pause at the chest yeah, yeah. another thing is, you know don't just lift and and get half the benefits from it put all the effort in and go 100% out mm-hmm. and you're going to feel you're going to feel it quick if you're if we're talking your standard 10 or 12 reps mm-hmm. 
and you're taking a two second positive and let's say a four second negative and you're just doing 10 reps that's a full minute assuming no pauses on either end that's a long time and again (laughs) to get muscle growth you've got to be under tension for 45 seconds so not only did you hit that but you You surpassed that yes and then if we already talked about this as well if you plateaued you know try this Try this out. Do a solid negative, the three to five seconds per rep, or, or you know, you said you know maybe four seconds. Ties back into that whole time thing of forty-five seconds, like kind of relates to that time under tension again. Um, I would say if you're starting out, this is actually something that you could do. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're less likely to hurt yourself because you're having to stay in lower weight. Yeah, exactly. And you'll get a quicker muscle. Yeah, that response. was the other thing I was gonna say earlier. Is you, you have less risk of injury by mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and, and then, like we said before, get a spotter. I mean, if, if you can, I mean, try to find someone to spot you for it because I'm telling you, if you put a heavy weight on their bench press and uh, you're coming down slow, you're not, you might not get that back up. And if you're a beginner and you don't have access to a spotter, stick with machines. Yeah, you can, stick you can, with yeah, you can do exactly the same thing with that. And uh, use proper form. Always. Even for everything, not just negatives, but any kind of movements that you're doing. It's also good for engage, overloading the muscle groups that you're engaging in the exercise. So... So I mean, you're saying that if if you're used to training with a specific weight, yeah, you'll be able to go up in weight mm-hmm. on the same muscle group because we're, again, stronger in the eccentric. Now, again, you may not be able to perform the positive portion in the same yeah. way. Um, either either it, you'll f- get to a failure point faster yes, um, or you just don't even focus on it at all. Um, I would probably recommend you know, finding that happy medium where, again, if you're used to doing 10 positive contractions, mm-hmm. find a weight that you can do five, five positive contractions, half, but yeah. 10 total negatives. And so you're getting support yeah. for the last five. Exactly. So you can, I, I, yeah, overload that muscle and just slay it. Yeah. And the time frame that we're looking at is three to five seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't recommend much longer. Um, I, I think if you went longer, that'd be it'd get pretty tough. Yeah, at that point, especially you're almost, when you start fatiguing towards the end, you're almost at an isometric hold at that point, mm-hmm. which is very an isometric hold would would basically be wall sits where you're not going up, you're not going down, you're, you're literally just, just in stationary. Yeah. Um, so that's the third part of a contraction that we'll dive into later on. But that, for this, we're talking about again, just simply allowing the weight to go back to its natural place. Mm-hmm. You know. I just throw one more thing in there, you know, bef- make sure you're warmed up before you do it. Don't, yes. Don't just start off with that. I will say this. Um, you always should be warmed up. But one of the benefits of negative focus training is that if you improperly warm up or you're not quite there, again, far less likely to have problems exactly. when you're focusing on this because this, a lot of times uh, when you're warming up a mm-hmm. muscle, Negative is actually the way you get there faster. Right. Um, so uh, I know that when I've trained with Jay, uh, we'll do body weights and we slow it all down. And that's how we actually do the warm up is focusing more on negative yep. stuff. Um, so if you didn't properly warm up the muscle accurately, which I would say a lot of people fail in this area. We think uh, I, we I used to be one of those guys. Yeah. Until we learned that, oh, it's yeah. 15, 20 minutes of getting warmed up to get going mm-hmm. for, for heavy lifts and stuff. For sure. Um, so this, this, is that, this is kind of a double down where you can use it in your main portion of your lift. You can use it in your warm up. It, it'll serve yeah. purposes in both places. So 
Well, folks, hopefully this has been helpful information for you, especially if you've reached a plateau, this will definitely push you past it. I guarantee you give yourself 30, 60 days, maybe not even that much. You'll see some, some big changes um, automatically. You'll you definitely feel it, especially if you've never done this before. Oh, There's yeah. a sense of satisfaction. Yeah, you're going to feel it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you start training negatives, if you've never done it before, if you've never implemented it, when you start doing this, your mindset will shift automatically to, wow, I didn't A, realize how much I'm not controlling the weight, but B, right. now when I see someone else who's just banging out reps and ego lifting, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll say, wow, but they can't control it. Um, there was, when I was going through my certification training back in, uh, like I said, I don't know, 2007, yeah. six or something like that. Um, they were talking about, you know, proper form and all these things. And they were talking about Larry Allen, the Cowboys yeah, yeah. lineman. Dude was strong. They were saying, yeah, he could bench press like, I don't know, was it six, 700 pounds? Somewhere, it was, yeah, big, it was big. But they said he couldn't proper form squat 135. Are you kidding me? Proper form. Could wow. not do it. Wow. Yep. And here, I mean, now, could he squat more? Well, yeah. I'm sure. But proper form? Yeah. No way. Um, because it just wasn't trained. To, to do that. It was all yeah. push, explosion, yep. um, and he had some power behind him. Yeah, yeah, he, but, he was a strong dude. But the control of that body, the way it needed to be, you know, according to training standards, mm -hmm. just wasn't there because they never trained that way. Yeah. Um, I know that since I've been training more negative focused, I've seen greater muscle growth almost immediately, it's, like yeah. within the first week. Um, and it's been That's why I want to get, get back into that. For sure. Well, once you get your ACL done yep. and you're done with all your doctor stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's old, old man over here. So, well, folks, we really appreciate you tuning in with us. We look forward to seeing you guys when you come back in. And from both of us, keep, keep crushing, Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge Podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at FitnessLounge3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.